One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. It's my screen time too. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms never thought they would miss Pee Wee Herman quite this much. I'm Katie. I'm Deborah, and I have three kids, Pee Wee Herman. Um, my kids are Tony, Libby, and Nate. They're nine, six, and six. And I have two kids. My kids are Jay and Kenny. They are three and ten months. And maybe I should amend that first statement and just say one mom never thought she'd miss Pee Wee Herman this much because Deborah's face officially looked appalled. <laughs> No, that's fine. Um, before we get into our Pee Wee Herman thoughts, <laughs> comparisons, um, let's check in about how awesome or awful our kids are, uh, because we're critics, but we're moms too. So I've got one. We went to the library last night. My kids love to read. They love new books. They can't wait to like get to the couch their bedroom to read the books and so Nate had a book propped between like his protruding like child tummy and a door frame (laughs) and was standing up and reading that way so he didn't have to hold the book work smarter not harder way to go Nate it was so funny (laughs) and when I pointed it out to him he was like what <laughs> How about your guys? I have to say, we started this podcast quite some time ago, a couple years now, and we were watching a lot of content that, well, it wasn't necessarily a- inappropriate for Jay. He was just too young for it. Like, he, he mm-hmm. didn't understand it. So there was a lot that we found that we liked that I just he was not interested in he is finally super into the story bots and it makes me so happy that's a good show (laughs) yeah I feel like my work is finally coming into fruition (laughs) good good so still not ready to discuss peewee herman but we are ready to discuss in our screen time in the news segment kidfluencers oh my gosh We read an article that's probably been discussed and dismissed ad nauseum, but we just were made aware of it by a good Google search, Um, and it was published in March in the New York Times. The title is Online and Making Thousands at Age 4, Meet the Kidfluencers, and this article is all about little kids on YouTube and Instagram. And how it's just not regulated, like we've talked about before. These kids are put on there by their parents because kids under 13 are really not allowed to have profiles on these platforms. And some of them are making like buku dollars. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It would be hard to resist. But like it's not regulated like the way child labor is regulated in a place like California where there's a lot of child actors. And there's just a lot of room for like exploitation of these kid fluencers and exploitation of the audience. Mm -hmm. Because technically kids are not supposed to be on here, but kids watch YouTube under their parents' accounts all the time and so they can't tell the difference between advertise what's sponsored content and what's creative content 
Right. And when you're having like a four-year-old talk about how much she likes, I don't know, Stonyfield Organics or whatever, the four-year-old doesn't know what she's talking about. And then the four-year-old watching doesn't know what she's talking about. But that four-year-old wants Stonyfield Organics. It just, it feels so wrong. It really does. The lines are so blurred. Like when a kid is watching television, they can tell the difference between a show and a commercial from a pretty young age, mm-hmm. I think. And there's a reason for that. There are laws, right? That yes. mean that they can't yes. explicitly advertise within the content of the show. I just had so many thoughts about this article. Like, it shouldn't be happening, but then I want to blame or judge the parents. But then the money is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, one post of a child Instagram star who has a lot of follow- followers can make like between ten and $20,000 a post. Yeah. That's insane. It's hard to say no to that kind of money. Yeah. Promotions on a YouTube channel for a family can draw twenty five to $50,000. Wow. Like when I was a librarian, I never made close to $50,000 <laughs> a year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that money, I mean, if I had access to that kind of money just from, like, seemingly innocuous posting my kids eating yogurt on Instagram, I can't say I would say no to that. Yeah, it feels kind of similar to what felt like a natural outgrowth of blogs. Stay with me here. Mm -hmm. Like, you felt like initially people were like, so I'll start this blog. And then they started their blog and other people read it. They were like, oh, you know what? I may as well make some money talking about or putting ads on my blog or talking about something that I've used that I like. And then it just moved on to the blogosphere that we have today that is just wall-to-wall SpawnCon and banner ads to the point where like people don't really read blogs anymore. Yeah, I think the mommy blogging genre is kind of gone I think all those moms have migrated to Instagram influencers on Instagram yeah Mm -hmm. so do you think this will have a similar trajectory where it'll burn itself out I mean I hope that the parents who are putting their kids out there and exploiting them like this I hope that they're putting a lot of money that they're earning into savings because the stuff is really ephemeral like Instagram is big now but it could not be big in like like in 10 years people might not even remember what Instagram was right because things move so fast and I hope that if people are making so much money doing this that they're saving for when kid fluencers aren't a thing anymore didn't the article mention and I don't remember maybe this was just California but some state laws that require the parents to put some of the money in trust yeah in California oh that's and it New York okay and Louisiana and New Mexico I'm looking right at that okay <laughs> <laughs> so there are a few states that at least force the adults to be somewhat responsible with the money yeah that's for child actors that's not for kid fluencers oh, okay I thought they were saying that they had also applied it in this other case selectively but I guess not in which case they should because some of that money yeah. should be saved you're very right Yeah, totally. And then, I mean, we haven't even hardly talked about the viewers. Like, sometimes I get tricked by, 
like fashion magazines, they have those pages that look very much like editorial content when it's in tiny, tiny letters that says advertisements <laughs> up at the top. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like a f- almost 40-year-old woman with a lot of... Media uh, literacy? Yeah, media literacy. Yeah, so I guess <sighs> my kids are not really fans of any Instagram kids, but mm. I think if they were, I would want to sit down and look at those accounts with them and talk about sponsored content versus creative content. Just like sometimes I'll point out like in a movie, we've been watching older movies and shows like there's a Coke can in that frame and that's because Coca-Cola paid for it to be there. Mm-hmm. Or not necessarily paid, but like had a PR person call and finagle it. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, you should let us know if you think it's worth our time to cover one of the super popular SpawnCon kids on YouTube for our YouTube for Summer segment. And who should it be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we're just flying by the seat of our pants here. All right, should we move on to YouTube for Summer? Today's topic is Blippy. I feel like I'm the last parent on the planet who didn't already know Blippy. Did you already know Blippy before we sat down to do this? Oh, thank God. I had no idea (laughs) what we were getting into when I said, sounds great. Okay. (laughs) So for any of you out there who might be like us and not know who Blippy is, Blippy is a man child, child man, probably more child than man, created by the actual man. Stephen John, who, according to Blippi's website, is a creative entrepreneur with a background in brand management. And boy, howdy, do these Blippi videos feel that way. <laughs> Blippi is a guy in a blue and orange beanie with orange glasses and a bow tie and suspenders. And he has adventures that teach kids things. As if he were an adult-sized child. Does that seem like an accurate description? Yes. So these are all educational videos for the preschool set, teaching colors, numbers, letters, what have you. The channel was created in 2004. He has just a hair over 4 million subscribers and more than 3 billion views as of when I checked at the end of May. These are mostly 10 to 20 minute videos with a lot of compilations that can run for hours. We picked this because I posted a request for suggestions to a mom's group I belong to and so many moms recommended Blippi, like a cavalcade of Blippi recommendations. And also the only other YouTube content we've reviewed that's specifically for preschoolers are the toy opening videos, and this seemed like a potentially less awful option, especially since so many people were recommending it. So we did what we usually do with YouTube videos, and we started out with the first video the channel posted, which maybe wasn't the best choice for something that was what I'm looking for, representative of the channel as a whole. So the first video we watched was called Farm Tractors, and the second video we watched was the most recent video as of the end of May, which was called Blippi Farm Tour. And then we each watched 
two additional videos of our choosing. I have to fess up and say I only watched one additional video. I am so sorry. That is okay. I almost did the same thing, and then I was like, Katie's going to watch two, and <laughs> she has a baby, and I just didn't want to, but I forced, I found like the shortest video I could. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched that for my second one. I was going to try, but I just ran out of time. Fair enough. No judgment. Uh, so we will, as usual, start by discussing the videos we both watched, and then we'll move on to the ones we watched independently, followed by our more general thoughts. Deborah, do you want to summarize the extremely intricate farm tractors? Yes. So this one didn't have Blippi in it at all. It was very reminiscent of the Sesame Street interstitials from our youth, where they just show like soothing music and then film of something. And this one was like just spliced content of combines, harvesters, backhoes, sprayers, just big farm equipment with upbeat music. And it just reminded me of how when Tony, my oldest, was really little and he would just like to go watch like construction <laughs> sites. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember sitting on a corner and just watching like a concrete mixer do its work. <laughs> yep. And so I liked it. I thought Blippi was going to be awesome. <laughs> and very soothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think? Did you read about or even experience a few years ago the phenomena that was the phenomenon that was slow TV? Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I feel like I probably read about it in a New York Times trend piece. And uh, okay. it was essentially just like one very mundane thing happening over a long period of time as a television show. Okay. This is what I imagine that was, except for kids. Yeah, totally. Do you Did you ever watch the Nickelodeon show, Don't Just Sit There? No, I've never even heard of it. I was too busy just sitting there. I was a huge fan. It was probably, you were probably too young for it. But there was this segment on that show where they talked about how mesmerizing it was to watch a Zamboni. And if you've ever spent any time in a ice arena, it is mesmerizing mm -hmm. to watch the Zamboni. And like the skit was just kids watching a Zamboni. <laughs> and this reminded me, like that was the first time I realized that watching like a piece of equipment doing its job could be kind of soothing and relaxing. Mm -hmm. I, as soothing and relaxing as I found it, I also kind of a little bit wanted labels because. Oh, man, Jay is always asking what that farm equipment is, and I have no idea. I'm like, it's another kind of tractor. Yeah, we, yeah, totally. I could have used the labels, too. Should we move on to the much more in-depth farm tour? Yes. <laughs> All right, so this was our first experience. This one was long. Yeah, it was like 28 minutes long, yeah? And it was our first experience of actual Blippi, the dude himself. Blippi went on a farm tour of a flower farm, but it also had animals, and he met some goats and some pigs, and he picked some flowers, and he watched some veg watched he saw some vegetables growing, some snap peas, and and that's that's pretty much it, guys. Yeah, he fed he 
fed goats. Yeah, he fed some goats. And he pointed out things along the way. Like as he picked flowers, he talked about what color the flowers were. And when he saw the snap peas, he talked about how yummy they were. And he ate some. And it was just more of that. Blippi walking around on a farm, pointing out the things on a farm. Whew, it was kind of a snooze. It was really long. Mm-hmm. Super long. And Blippi has a very grating voice. Mm-hmm. Listeners, yeah. if you believe that I have a very grating voice, I, d- I don't want to know. I mean, you can feel free to write in with that comment, but I don't know what I'd do about it at this point. There's actually a Apple podcast review. You've pro- <laughs> one of our handful of podcast reviews (laughs) and it says Katie has a really nice voice but because it doesn't mention my voice I think it's like throwing shade at my voice (laughs) you know what it was probably written by someone related to me so I wouldn't worry about it (laughs) I'm not but that I I think you do have a nice voice it's nothing like Blippi's oh thank goodness because Blippi's is so nasal I mean it's the voice of a man trying to sound like a kid it made me think of how put off you were by Sid the Science Kid's voice. Yeah, yeah. And he also has like a really obnoxious laugh that he does all the time. Uh-huh. And he does it compulsively, like not even when things are funny. Oof. But kids must really like it if you got so many recommendations. Oh, yeah. And listen, let's just have a moment to talk with the moms out there or dads. Like, we know it's hard to find good content on YouTube. We mm-hmm. also know that sometimes you need 30 minutes of peace. So you let your kid watch Blippy. And, you know, there's no shame. There's much worse stuff out there. But listen, that is why we're here. That is our <laughs> goal. We are going to find you something better than Blippy. I hope. I hope so, too. That's our great hope for the <laughs> summer. Because parents, we're thinking about you. We really are. Okay. Uh, Did you have any thoughts about the farm tour? Only that he like cut the tops of the garlic plant off and said that they were yummy to eat, but he never identified them as ramps. Oh, that's true. I took a little issue with that. It felt a little unscripted. I mean, I'm sure intentionally. It kind of seemed like he was just walking around and pointing out the things that he saw as he saw them. What did you watch on your own? Anything good? Okay. Not good was Sink or Float, which I picked because I had fond memories of David Letterman's Will It Float segment <laughs> from back in the day. And Blippi like walks around a playground collecting items that have been intentionally left, but it seems like he's just finding them. Like he finds a bag of candy on the side of a drinking fountain and takes it. And when I feel like the message to a child is if you find something like gum or candy on the side of a drinking fountain you leave that alone yeah he found a bunch of stuff like a stapler a loofah plastic star-shaped cookie cutters and then he filled up a fish tank with water and just like tossed stuff in to see if it sank or floated and then at the end he poured in slime powder and made the whole thing slime oh gotta have that slime angle yeah i didn't enjoy it at all The second video that I watched, though, this is when I was looking for something short, was a toothbrushing video, and it was actually not bad. Oh, really? It was like an animated Blippi brushing his teeth, and then real-life Blippi with another guy singing a song that was a pretty good 
brushing your teeth song. That is something that a lot of the moms mentioned was Blippi's songs and how great they were. And I, there was no good way to find the specific ones that were songs. Right. So if I had just watched the farm vehicle video and the toothbrushing video, I would be giving this like five stars. Wow. Yeah. All right. So what did you, what did you watch? I watched Learn Vegetables for Children with Blippi and... It was even worse than the farm video. Okay, so it seems like Blippi goes, he must be paid to go to a lot of those like indoor play spaces. Yeah. Um, to kind of showcase what they have. So he was at this indoor play space somewhere in Washington and he went in and he expressed awe at all the cool things. And then he went into a ball pit and he talked about what color the balls were. And then he found a baggie of broccoli in the ball pit and ate it. Gross. That's disgusting. And that was the the entire thing was like him finding baggies of vegetables in various places throughout this indoor play space and eating them. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like the playground thing. Like he's just picking up stuff that he like, quote unquote, finds at the playground. And it's like kids don't. Don't go off the path. Don't pick anything up. Yeah, it's, I mean, and certainly don't eat it. And certainly not from the ball pit. (laughs) That's like the worst possible place to find something to eat. So I was less annoyed and more just straight up disgusted. Yeah, wow. So, I mean, I have nothing else to share as far as plot details. I was just too appalled. (laughs) Well, let's move on to our general thoughts. Concept of Blippi. There are shows where grown-ups act like kids to teach things like The Wiggles and Blue's Clues. And there are shows where grown-ups act like they're grown-ups teaching kids like Mr. Rogers and all the neighborhood folks on Sesame Street. What do you think about grown-ups acting like kids? Before we watched this, I wouldn't have said I had such a problem with it because I actually find mm-hmm. the Wiggles and Blue's Clues as well pretty charming. Yeah, Blue's Clues is good. But I I hated this, and I'm trying to articulate what it was about Blippi. It just, maybe it was the fact that I did the research beforehand and I read about the guy and his background. It just felt crass. It felt like this guy who was sitting around being like hey you know how I could make some bucks pretending to teach kids things yeah and he doesn't so he doesn't have an acting background and he definitely doesn't have an education background no yeah to me it seemed I was trying to figure out what put me off of the blippy ones (laughs) um and I thought he was like trying too hard like have you ever taken your kids to you can't get into your pediatrician And you go to like an urgent care or like a general practice doctor who, Mm -hmm. you know, is totally competent, but they don't specialize in kids and they like try too hard Uh and they like talk to you in one voice and then they talk to the kids and like really infantilize the kids. I felt like that was the feeling I got from this. Like "Mm, you're not really quite adept at kids content. Yeah. Like you think you're talking to them on their level, but it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And I also read, and this is maybe what makes me feel like it's crass, that this was his second attempt at YouTube fame. YouTube? Hmm. Yeah. YouTube 
fame. And the okay. first was like a gross out poop related joke channel hmm. for adults. And uh, to me, yeah, it just felt like, well, this isn't working. What can I do that'll definitely ro- rake in the bucks? And I'm ascribing motive to this guy and he could be like the nicest guy on the planet. I'm just expressing my feelings when I watched him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a scroll through the videos seems like he's really appealing to what kids like and what preschool shows are all about, like colors, animals, farm stuff. But like eating things out of a ball pit is just like so out of bounds. I can't get behind it. Yeah. Like, if you're being paid to review the play place, fine. But, like, go to their eating area to eat the vegetables. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the production value was rather low, I thought. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is behind the camera? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, like, what kind of staffing Blippy has. There's, like, some mm-hmm. minimal animation that goes into it, but it's pretty clip arty. Mm-hmm. So back to the host. This is where we talk about Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. Because this is what Pee Wee was trying to do, right? Like, he was kidding on the level of kids, but there was this, like, beautiful sense of anarchy to everything Pee Wee Herman related. And Blippi does not have that sense of joy. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, I... As a kid, I loved Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. I loved Pee Wee's Playhouse. I loved that show. I loved everything about it. And then he had like some weird, didn't he like expose himself or something weird? I think it was, he was in like a adult film theater. He was oh, engaging oh. in some inappropriate touching there. Okay. Okay. And yeah, it kind of tanked that portion of his career, but it's, He's come back. Mm-hmm. He re- he revived Pee-wee for a bit, yeah? I think he did, like, a stage show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I loved the movie. I loved the show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to be educational, though. It was just, just sheer crazy. entertainment. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Do you Did you have nightmares about Large Marge? No. No? Oh my gosh. That was like <laughs> probably the first scary movie thing I ever saw was okay. that moment in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yep. When Pee-wee is riding in the truck with Large Marge and she like turns to him and all of a sudden her face gets all creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and looking back on it, it's like transparently like it switches to stop motion animation. Like it's not realistic in any way. But my child mind seized on that and was terrified. I don't see Blippi providing any formative moments like that. No, I mean, I think there's a comparison because he wears a bow tie and he has that like childlike or is trying for a childlike demeanor. But I think the comparisons stop there. Yeah. 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 It was, I, I reached for it because of the whole man child, child man thing. Oh, no. I thought the same. Like, I had Pee Wee Herman written down in my notes of things to talk about for sure. But. Uh, that was a deli- that's a delightful memory from my childhood and not into <laughs> Blippi. Um, what did you think about the music? See, I did not hear any Blippi songs. I 
was kind of disappointed because I had been led to believe they were awesome. So talk to me about the toothbrushing song. Yeah, it was good. It was like harmony, like the chord progression was interesting. Um, it was really this other actor musician who was doing most of the singing mm -hmm. and he was, he was uh, good, uh, fun to listen to. And I think Blippi was featured less in that video, which made it a little more palatable. Was the yeah. musician masquerading as a child as well? He was wearing a goofy shirt with like music notes on it, okay. but he was not acting like a kid. Okay. Yeah. And it was way better than like the music in the other videos we watched was like just generic synthesizer, mm -hmm. MIDI type music. Yeah. And this was a lot better. Well, I hate to say it, but maybe I'll seek some out. I don't know. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> now, how long was the toothbrushing song? It was like four minutes. Oh, I was hoping it would be two minutes because then it could replace the uh, Magic Timer app. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Womp, womp. Missed opportunity, Blippi. <laughs> so anything else generally? I don't think so. I keep just coming up with inarticulate, which I know is so unsatisfying from an audio perspective, but I was just disappointed. Yeah. Broccoli in a ball pit. <laughs> That sums no it up, guys. Thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Did you compare this to any adult movie or TV show? And I mean, like, TV show and movie made for adults, not like what I previously mentioned in relation to Pee Wee Herman. You know, I don't watch a lot of reality television, but I think this compares to reality shows where the contestants are, like, not even that interesting, and they're just grasping at their 15 minutes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think it compares to any like c grade reality show i agree the one it made me think of most specifically was newlyweds or the newlyweds it was an old one with jessica simpson okay and i feel oh, like yes that really felt like just a slice of their life like them going through and being like here's some broccoli like it it felt the same. Is that the one where she's like, is it chicken or is it tuna? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was her blippy moment. <laughs> oh. But I'm right there with you. Like early stage reality TV or definitely bargain basement mm -hmm. reality TV. Did you cast the gritty HBO reboot? Boy, I would love to see Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> play somebody trying to be a YouTube kids host <laughs> I would totally watch that I'm laughing already <laughs> that's as that's as far as I got how okay. about you so I am very influenced by what I read and I was reading this article about how people think the character design for Pumbaa for the new Lion King movie is really scary uh-huh. Because he looks like an actual war og. Okay. And the voice of Pumbaa in the new Lion King movie is Seth Rogen. Oh, that's good. And that the voice like of Timon is, I think, Billy Eichner, who we've mentioned before on this show. He yep. was a lovely guest on Carol Burnett. Oh, what was it called? A Little Help with Carol Burnett. Mm -hmm. So I think they would make a lovely duo 
and I can't decide whose home I want it to be, but I kind of want it to be like a lifestyles of the rich and famous with like one of them earnestly going through their home and showing you all the stuff and the other one just like serving up snark with everything. Oh, that would be good. I like that. Yeah. I think it would be funny. Would they find things to eat? Like... (laughs) behind the couch oh gosh probably but they're adults (laughs) (laughs) oh look guys shoe broccoli and then the other one is just like you're gonna eat that oh my gosh I knew you were stupid but I didn't think you were that (laughs) stupid (laughs) do you think it was better when we were kids yeah so much better when we were kids Mm -hmm. so sad okay would you ever watch this alone voluntarily? No. <laughs> no way. No. Oh my goodness. This was really hard, guys. Now, your kids are outside of the viewing window for Blippi, mm. but do you think it's good for kids in general? I mean, if you're going to go through and preview all the content for your kids and select which videos they can watch, like the toothbrushing video, then I think it's fine. But like, you can't let your kids loose on this show if he's going to eat from a ball pit. Yeah. All right. So I watched the farm video with Jay and he loved it. He was super into it. And okay. The, the, the blippy far- one or the, uh, the blippy one, first one, the, okay. the second one, uh, the okay. farm tour. And, I noticed after watching it that immediately the register of both of our voices went way up. Like we were all of a sudden talking to one another in these really high-pitched voices. (laughs) But I am dearly hoping that, while I don't think it damaged him in any way, I just dearly hope that he will selectively forget that we ever watched Blippi. Please, God, let that happen. (laughs) So what would you rate it? I'm really struggling because so many parents were so complimentary. I want to give it like a 1, 1. 1.5. Yeah, I'm going to be a little more generous and I'm going to go with 2. Just because of the toothbrushing video was decent. Yeah, and I really do think it's just a sign of the paucity of good content that parents will just see is on anything that they can at least reliably know isn't going to all of a sudden start shouting profanities, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think we can do better as a society. I think we can. As a platform, I hope YouTube can. And I hope that we mm-hmm. discover this summer something that is better than this. Mm-hmm. For the preschool set. Yes. We've already sure. discovered they- better things for older kids. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else on Blippi? I'm just going to say it one more time. Broccoli from a ball pit. On that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can look at our website and see what we recommend and what we don't at myscreentime2.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. Uh, We often post what we're covering in our next episode. If you want to watch before the episode comes out, you can tweet us at at myscreentime2 or email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. 
And our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children. And our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV, in this case, YouTube, beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. Bye. Screen time. Screen time. Screen time.